Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Today, I bring you a special bonus episode, Surviving School Closings. When faced with unexpected downtime, it's important to crack a plan and make the days run just a little bit smoother. And for a lot of us, the endless hours of togetherness is just uncharted territory. So today, I bring back my previous guest, Hunter Clark Fields, to provide you a handful of ways to maintain sanity and even enjoyment during the next few weeks and maybe for future snow days. But before we get to our conversation, would you say that you benefit from listening to the Minimalist Moms podcast? If so, it helps enormously to share it with your friends. And be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I so appreciate you listening. And now for the special bonus episode with Hunter Clark Fields. Hunter, thank you so much for joining me back here on the Minimalist Moms podcast today. I'm glad to be here, Diane. Thank you. Yeah, you reached out and we got connected again just this past week, just in regards to everything that's going on right now with the coronavirus and just unexpected time at home that we weren't necessarily planning on. So this episode is to address how we can kind of keep our sanity with all this extra time we have on our hands and how we can make it a joyful period and not one that is overly stressful. So I'm excited to have you here to kind of guide us through. So I'll let you, if you want to take the reins a little bit, or I can ask you some questions, but I'll let you go ahead and just take the reins a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a time of a lot of uncertainty and I think it, it is this you know, this feeling we feel a, a lack of control and, and that can bring up a lot of anxiety for us. And so I want to talk a little bit about, I want to talk about our own mindsets and things like that. But I also love, you know, what you're saying that this also, we can invite ourselves to remember that this can be a really special time of bonding with our kids. It can be a time where we are all slowing down. We all have a lot more time now if you're home with your kids, you know, maybe you're, you're working and things like that, but we're, we're not going to the, to the swim meets. We're not going to the, the, the soccer games. We're not doing the birthday parties, right? My daughter's 13th birthday party was canceled and we have this time so we can, it is, it can be an opportunity to slow down. It can be an opportunity to focus on what's important, but that said, we want to have a little structure, right? So we, what I encourage us to do is <clears throat> find a middle path where we're, we're finding some structure, but we're also sort of being loose and breaking the rules a little. Yeah, absolutely. And as I told you before we had jumped on the call, it has looked a little bit looser, if we'll use that term, than I typically am used to. I know that for my family here in Columbus, we have our structure to each day. And usually in the morning, we are out of the house every day. Honestly, even when I have a newborn baby, we're we're going out at least on a play date or going to the park or doing something, which I think with things that are going on right now with the coronavirus, I, I believe you probably still can go to parks. So don't quote me on that. But I guess it's bizarre staying home as a family and just kind of figuring out how to fill that time. What does the new routine look like? And I guess I'm curious, are your children out of school? They are. So yeah, we, uh, they had a few days actually off and then we just found out about school closing. So one of the things that we're going to be doing, and I encourage your listener to do, and is that we have, it's to have school. If your kids are used to school, 
to have school for a set of, you know, hours, a limited number of hours every day. So have a kind of weekday, weekend set up to your days. Mm -hmm. And you can plan a few hours for school, you know, two to three hours for young kids or three to four hours for teens to work on schoolwork and to schedule it into your day and, and have that time be consistent, have that time be non-negotiable. This is just part of it. I mean, this doesn't mean we have to be uh, rigid and controlling about it. We can have conversations with our kids like, we're going to be having school Mm -hmm. for a number of hours because you can't go to school. So when do you think that's going to work best for you? Is that going to work best for you to do a couple hours before lunch, a couple hours after, to do it all in the morning and then have some free time? So you can be flexible about how you want to put that in your life. But it really is nice to have that that structure. And depending on what needs you have in your home, you may have a need for you to work, for your partner to work. Having a meeting, having a conversation where you look at, okay, how are we going to, what are the major pieces that we're going to structure our week around? Mm-hmm. And that, that can include school and your work. Those can be sort of the building blocks from which the the other needs are the, that we need to get met are, are put around in the schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just this morning, I know that Scholastic, I don't know if this is something that they have free every day or if it's just during this period of time, but we hopped on a Scholastic website and did a couple of readings and then it had some question prompts, some vocabulary, but there are different age categories that you can hop on there. And it kind of is a guideline for some of us that aren't used to homeschooling. And so I think that honestly, even if you hopped on Pinterest, there are so many activities. There's so many good resources out there. Like I would feel stressed out about Mm -hmm. suddenly having to like make lesson plans. And I'm certainly not going to be doing that for my 13 year old, but there's all these great resources that are already out there. Mm -hmm. Um, The Khan Academy, Mm K-H-A-N Academy is an awesome, amazing free online resource. And your school might send out stuff, but also we can be creative about it. Maybe we're going to watch an awesome documentary about frogs and then do some math problems or something like that. You know, we don't have to, we don't have to be rigid about that, but we do want to make sure that we are doing, doing school, you know, some, in some ways. And in the Khan Academy, you can sign your child up and they'll track their progress for you and they'll get you, they'll help you decide what are the most appropriate things for your child to be doing too, Mm -hmm. uh, which is cool. So, you know, you can also download some audible books, you know, discuss news articles. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't have to be um, boring, boring homework. (laughs) Yeah. And even for the children that do know how to read, set aside a time that they're reading every day. Maybe they can earn more screen time, which actually goes into my next Mm -hmm. thought is that being home for this many hours a day, we might be slightly more dependent on screens than we have during a normal week or even on those breaks that we have. So I guess I'd love for you to speak to that and just kind of the grace that we can give ourselves when utilizing those screens that we don't necessarily want to always have on. Yeah, yeah. Generally, smart, thoughtful parents are aware of wanting to limit screen time. And this is kind of a weird time of life. Like, when have we ever have been, had schools closed due to a you know massive worldwide pandemic before? You know, it hasn't happened in a hundred years. So, this is this is a great time to live. You know, to to break some of the rules, mm-hmm. to be willing to change the rules and let. Uh, so everyone can get along. So for instance, in our house, you know, our kids would have an hour of screen time on non-school days when we do a screen-free Sunday. So we're still going to do our screen-free Sunday, 
but you know, my daughter's going to have that hour of screen time, but we're also going to like watch a show later together as well. Mm -hmm. So we're adding some more onto it. My oldest daughter has negotiated successfully for some extended Minecraft uh, time where she's, you know, building a world with her friends. So I feel fine with that. But also if you have little kids, you can break the rules in other ways. You know, you can, if you don't normally allow them to make a fort with the couch cushions, maybe this is the time where you'll finally say, all right, whatever. Maybe you'll leave the fort up for maybe not with the couch cushions, but another fort up for a couple of days and let them sit in that for a while. Um, have a picnic on the floor. It's This is a time to just let some things slide. We will have to go back to putting back our lives and our expectations kind of back to normal life, mm-hmm. but it's it's okay to let some things slide. And I think it'll just, for this, everybody's sanity, for your own sanity, for your kids' sanity, just to, for parents to loosen up a little, I think will will help us all. Yeah, absolutely. And again, there are so many creative resources out there, whether you are searching through Instagram or through Pinterest. Uh, Busy Toddler was the one that I was thinking of earlier that I know that she has some great activities that you can just use things from around your home to be creative with and break some rules. I know one of her things was to paint the trash. So I don't know, it's kind of fun. What would you say, I guess, my husband is going to be home for the next three weeks with us. So he is a teacher and so he's around and he doesn't have uh, as much teaching. I don't think that they're teaching virtually. And I'm thinking of maybe even over like a Christmas break or something when maybe older college age students are home. How can we all, I guess, kind of use this time I don't want to say wisely, but there is some spring cleaning I want to do right now. So I guess, what does it look like for all of us to kind of pitch in during this time when we're home more often than normal? Yeah, and that should happen. You know, you're all together and four plus people are eating in the house. There's going to be a lot of chores. So Mm -hmm. it's important to have a meeting with the family, talk about all the things that need to get done and what people's needs are and insist that kids... chip in with the chores and, and help the, you know, toddlers, two-year-olds can, can clear silverware from the table and, and, you know, just divide up that work because otherwise one person is going to really become resentful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can balance that with also kind of lowering our standards a little mm-hmm. bit. And remember that we have to kind of, we have to teach our kids how to do things before they can know how to do things. They're going to, they're not going to load the dishes in the way that you love the, for them to load the dishes. Mm-hmm. They may not like folding their laundry and they just may shove it in all wrinkly as my daughter does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something I, I let go. So that's fine. But yeah, every member should pitch in in this time. Mm-hmm. I know for I won't I won't give out names, but I have a family member that was texting me already at 11 and saying that her patience was running thin. And this is day one of us kind of being home mm-hmm. unexpectedly. So I want her to find joy during this time. Like you said, this is a time where we have more family together time than we may ever have possibly again. And so how can we find joy during this time? It's a very important question. And I think we want to think about, take some time to think about how we can first think about how we can get all our needs met. Mm-hmm. We It's good for us all to take some time away from each other, to separate into our corners, to have a rest time where we all have a little alone time. Even kids need that, even if they don't say that, to have, have some rest time where we're all taking a break and mm-hmm 
put that in your schedule. Maybe every day there's a little siesta after lunch. Mm -hmm. For parents, it's important that there's a few things here. You know, it's important that you recognize that you don't have to um, you don't have to prevent your child from being totally bored. It's okay if your child is upset, is unhappy. You don't have to fix your child's feelings. Mm-hmm. That's not your job. It's okay for them to have those feelings, as it's okay for you to have those feelings. And so, our job as parents is what we can do is model how to skillfully take care of our feelings. So when things are arising, when you're you know you're getting irritated and annoyed or frustrated. One of the best practices we can do and the best modeling we can do for our kids is to just name it, to say out loud what's happening. I'm starting to feel annoyed, really annoyed right now. And as we do that, like a couple wonderful things happen. Dr. Dan Siegel talks about this. We name it to tame it. As soon as we do that, it brings that verbal part of our brain online and it starts to, it provides relief internally. Mm -hmm. It also provides this sort of bell of mindfulness where we can say, oh, I'm starting to feel annoyed. This is a sign that I need to maybe do, take some steps to take care of myself, to Mm -hmm. slow down, take some deep breaths, to take a break in my room, something like that. And And another important piece to talk about is to talk about our own anxiety, any anxiety that might be arising with this virus going around, whether it's, whether it's annoyance, frustration, or it's anxiety, these feelings, they're going to arise for all of us. Mm -hmm. We don't need to be afraid of our anxiety. We don't need to be afraid of our frustration or our annoyance. They're just feelings that are coming in the body. They're just sensations that are coming in the body. And when we don't, cling on to them and become afraid of them and make a big deal out of them, they can start to move through the body if we can sit quietly and just allow the sensations and focus on something neutral like our breathing. Those things can move through us. As we start to kind of drop the fight for them, allow them to be there, we can become a little bit more spacious. And what the truth is that when that happens is that things can move through us more easily and then we can be present also for, for the joy that's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that keeping the positive perspective, like you said, pe- being mindful of when those negative thoughts start to arise of, Oh, I can't do this. I can't handle this. Like this is already too much. If you need to step away, step away. Sometimes I will just take a quick shower. If my husband's home, I'll, I'll just take a minute and I'll have that. Or we do just, Hey, I need 15 minutes. Everyone goes to their room and just kind of reset yourself. And if you are staying in those negative pathways, just you are going to continue there. Again, I saw something. I've been online a little bit more than probably I should be in the past few days, but just we haven't lost the ability to laugh, to sing, to play outside, to read. And that is really exciting because, again, this is kind of a special circumstance with the virus going on, but just how often are we going to be kind of made to be together in this way again. So I think if we can just focus on the positives that are coming out of this, that is going to completely change your mindset and frame of mind for the day. Absolutely. I mean, the, the other day I was having, you know, I was struggling with the the anxiety of things happening. And and I said to my girls, I'm having a hard time. I said, what are are you grateful for right now? Let's do a round of gratitudes. And that Mm -hmm. is so valuable for helping us to just check in and remember what's important to remember what's valuable. And that said, we don't want to 
We don't want to try to um, cover up and hide any difficult feelings we have. It's okay for us to have those difficult feelings. Mm -hmm. We can actually have peace. You know, we can have joy and gratitude and some of that anxiety can happen. That can all happen at the same time. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with us for having those feelings. But when we have awareness of like, oh, this annoyance is arising for me or this anxiety is arising for me again, then we can then choose to act from our values. Okay, this is happening for me. Okay, take a breath. Let me just remember, Mm -hmm. what am I grateful for? You know, what can I appreciate that's going on right now? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I can take a moment to just sit quietly and to, to... to sit quietly with myself and and calm down. And like you said, refocus. Um, Actually, one of the mindfulness is a translation of an ancient Pali word. And one of the other translations for that word is um, recollecting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so beautiful because part of what we do is, you know, we each moment we get to begin anew again and again. And each moment is a chance to recollect. Mm-hmm. I'm here like, oh, if I look around, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm here and I'm with my family mm-hmm. and I'm safe. What can I appreciate? What's going on? And sometimes as those thoughts arise, like this is overwhelming, I'm feeling frustrated, mm-hmm. etc. cetera. Uh, I can't do this. We can ask ourselves, okay, is that really true? Well, actually, I'm here. I'm alive. I'm I'm hanging in there. You know, so we can start to work if we bring this sense of kindness and compassion to ourselves and our experience and even our own minds. Mm-hmm. We can work with these things that arise and and we don't want to shame and blame ourselves for having them arise, but compassionately help ourselves make that choice to to move down that more positive path. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of this it is very inconvenient for especially moms that have little side hustles or or work from home moms. So I'm not discrediting anyone's feelings that are feeling a little bit overwhelmed by this because I'm right there with you. But I think like you said, if we can focus on gratitude, that just is so much more helpful and really necessary, honestly, in times like these. So do you have any other words of encouragement for people? It's funny because I love, I can hear your your daughter in the background saying, mommy, mommy, because that's exactly the experience of so many of us. Yeah, I guess I would say that we have a lot of capability within us. Inside, inside of us, we have a core of peacefulness. And this is a chance for us to slow down, which is really valuable. And so maybe we can use this as a chance to practice slowing down, practice tapping into that inner core of peacefulness that you have, that you just have to remember, you just have to recollect, you can just practice recollecting and practice to offer compassion to your kids and to yourself and to your family and and not rush into your responses or reactions, but to give yourself time to to respond and to make this a special time to take care of yourself and your family. Yeah, absolutely. I know for my husband, like I said, he's a teacher and he really used to love baking fresh bread. And so he's made a <laughs> loaf today and he was trying to start on some pretzels. So it is, it's just a time that you can just kind of tap back into things that you really enjoy and to slow down. And I'm a little bit behind on my reading goal for the year. So I was reading earlier. Again, it, it might feel like an inconvenience, but it is kind of cool to just kind of recenter and get perspective on the things that you enjoy. And I don't know, I think that's the best that I can do right now. Well, Hunter, if people want to connect with you, where can they find you online? 
They can go to mindfulmamamentor.com and I have some free guided meditations. If you want some help sitting quietly, it's really can be a great uh, resource to do that. Great. Well, I have all of your links included in the show notes for listeners if they're interested in in finding your book and just your Instagram and your own podcast. So I just appreciate you coming on the podcast again. I think people really resonate with a lot of what you had to say. So I just appreciate your time today. Thanks so much, Diane. I hope you were able to find encouragement in this conversation with Hunter. I think my biggest takeaway is to remember to give myself grace when facing frustration and inconveniences. This unexpected time at home isn't a time for rigidity, but flexibility and understanding. And I'd say that all of us are a bit stir crazy. So implementing routine and structure will help, but just remember to lighten up a little bit to maintain sanity. I know that that's what I'm going to be trying to practice as much as possible over here. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Facebook page, Instagram account, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.